Uh, today's message is really looking at our vision. How do we get real love serves? Um, what's that all about? And so um, really to understand where our vision came from is to really hear a bit about our testimony, our story. So, so how did it start, Amps? How did, how, how did we, I guess, yeah, how did we start as, well... Was what we've been in Hamilton sixteen. Sixteen now? years. So we've been. We originally were in Auckland. We uh, uh, we moved down from Auckland um, sixteen years ago <laughs> as a family, and um, and and it's amazing that sixteen years later here we are. We're senior pastors of Hamilton Elam Church, but right at the beginning you wouldn't think that. <laughs> you wouldn't think that in the beginning. Is that yeah. right? We ran away from Auckland. We ran away from Auckland. Uh, you know, we totally fell, fell out of God. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of things happened in our lives. We, we messed up. And, you know, has anybody ever messed up out there? Uh, made mistakes. And you know what? A lot of those mistakes, uh, you know, some of those, our greatest, our greatest regrets are our most dumbest mistakes, our stupid mistakes. And, you know, sometimes we like to blame blame um, somebody um, beginning with D and that's called the devil but it's quite often the pe- people should be blaming is our dumb decisions that we make and we make our own dumb decisions and um, so yeah but uh, yeah I guess um, today is just basically our testimonies and yeah again how do we come up with real love serves um, and the, 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 the other thing is like um, I'll be back keep going for it yeah <laughs> Okay, so you stuck with me for a little bit. Hey, uh, so yeah, so 16 years ago, we decided to, well, I decided to run away from Auckland. There was just a lot going on. Um, but then the kids started asking about church because they knew that uh, we had been part of church before. Um, we moved to Hamilton, so they just wanted to know, and I guess they wanted to make friends as well. I mean, they had friends at school and that, but... Um, it was the God aspect that was missing. So we started hunting around, I guess, for, for the kids. Um, hey. Yeah, Poro <laughs> really wanted to go to church. Um, I wasn't too keen on it. One of the reasons why is because, like, you know, I've just fallen out of church. And my life, that, the life that, that we were living, we, we didn't think we were good enough to go to church, mm. to be honest. You know, you feel like that sometimes. You feel like you're not good enough for God or you made a mistake. You think, God will never have me in His church. Well, that's exactly how we felt. And I wasn't too keen on going to church. Um, Portal was. And she said, and you, well, she actually she said it's for the kids. And so, oh, yeah. and so how, do we, how do we find Elam Church? How do we find uh, it? Basically, um, I have to, a very good friend now, um, but Jesse O'Brien was, I don't know if you remember New Zealand Idol, um, so Jesse O'Brien um, actually auditioned for New Zealand Idol, and we were watching it. Um, and, you know, it's a music um, show, so of course I love that. Uh, he went to audition, and there was a background about him, and he was the worship and youth pastor at the time. Of Hamilton Elam. Of Hamilton Elam. Mm. Um, and so we, you know, it sparked an interest, so I started following um, but then, of course, he made it to the next round, and what had happened is uh, he, his wife was due to have a cesarean um, on the day that he was supposed to go for the next one. So basically, um, he turned it down. So I thought, wow, that was amazing. Put his kids first ahead of um, the yes. show. which, um, which So our yeah. beautiful Carmel was born. Um, and then in the paper, you know, we forgot about it after a while. And then in the paper, still kind of wondering, where should we go, Lord? You know, what church? We've tried other ones. Um, and, yeah, in the newspaper, the Waikato Times, uh, Jesse O'Brien and his daughter were um, on the front page. 
and it kind of he God you know likes to do these things and reminded me hey remember this guy he's a youth pastor and worship pastor at Hamilton Elam in Hamilton where yeah. we were. <laughs> and that's how we went along to the service yeah. so we we went to our first service and um and remember I just I wasn't keen on going to church and Porter was really thinking about the kids and I was just thinking about myself at that time. <laughs> and so, um, so Porter goes, come on, let's just try it, let's try it. Okay, okay let's try it. But I, I, I mean, not that I had anything against church. I just thought, you know, one day when we're married, when we get our life right, because we just thought we weren't good enough. You know, you ever feel not good enough? I didn't feel I was good enough yeah. for church. Maybe if we get our life right, then we, we can get, when we get married, then we'll go to church and then it'll be everything more, all good. So we go along to the service. Um, we're sitting at the back. I said, come on, let's sit at the back. So as soon as church is finished, we can shoot off and now, go home. What most new people do when we first come to yeah. church. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to run. Yeah. And so who was speaking? Uh, Pastor Bob Lawson. Uh, Pastor so, Bob Lawson. Yeah. He was preaching. Yeah. And so he gives the, at the end, he gives, if you want to come to know Jesus, come to the front. If you want to give your heart to the Lord, come to the front. Now I'm thinking to myself, there's no way we're going to do this because <laughs> we'll wait. We'll give a heart to Jesus. Once we're married, because there's no way Jesus will accept someone like us or me, you know. Yeah. And then what do you do? What a, what a portal do when it went? And so I was really what shocked. What did I this, do? This is what happened. I was totally shocked what happened next. What happened so next? So the plan was to just, you know, go in and get out. Um, God had other plans. I kind of went to the front for the salvation call. So Portal <laughs> gets out of her chair and she makes her way to the front. And I'm like, what are you doing? And just as she was leaving, I grab her hand. And I say to her, and I pull her towards me, and I'm looking in her eyes, and I'm, you know, like when you try to talk to people with your eyes, like, and I'm saying, to her, I'm saying to her, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, this isn't the plan. In my eyes, I'm talking in my eyes. Don't go forward. You, I know what happens next. And she just goes anyway, rebellious. So she goes anyway. She goes to the front, and I'm at the back, and I'm arms folded like this, and I go, man, how how dare she do this? You know, this isn't the plan. And you know what's really funny? God starts speaking to me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, God, you know what are you saying? God, this is what God was saying to me. He, this is what he was saying. He was telling me, he goes, Ant, I want you to go and join your wife. Oh, well, Portal, she wasn't my wife. Go and join Portal. And I'm like, God, you, no, there's no way you, you, you know, there's no way that you'll want me in this church. And God said, I want you to come. And I'm saying to God, God, but you know, my life is not good. You know what I've done? I'm not good enough to be in this church. I'm not good enough to be here. And then God was saying, come, I want you to come. And I was like, God, are you sure? Are you sure about this? You know what I've done. And God says, look, it doesn't matter. You know, just come as you are. I'll deal with the rest. And yeah. I was like, what? And he goes, I'll deal with, with the rest. Come as you are. And then I found myself walking and I joined Porto up the front. And we both committed our hearts to God. And you know what? To be honest, I'm, I'm still blows my mind that God will, would accept me. You know, he's the God of the second chances, the third chances, the fourth chances, the fifth chances. There's nothing you can do that can separate you from the love of God. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've got a verse I want to share. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've got a Bible app there, so you go to this Bible app. Um, use the Bible app on, on, on here. And it's from Romans. So click on Romans, go to Romans. I'm reading from the NIV version. Um, Romans chapter 8, 8 verse 37. And it says this. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, uh, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Did you hear that? The, you know what it says? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. But you know, quite often, we, we kind of translate it like this. You know, nothing can separate us from the love of God, but the mistakes I've made. 
nothing can can separate us from the love of God, but but the divorce that we had, mm. or or the abortion that that that, that I just had. Nothing can separate uh, me from the love of God, from but all of my messy decisions. But you know what? That is not true. The Bible says nothing can separate you yeah. from the love of God. He loves you. He loves you. And for whatever reason, we think we're not good enough. We think we're not good enough for God, but He loves you. That's true. Which That's which right. brings us to our real love service. Yeah, so um, and so we started serving in the church from there. We got married a year and a half later. We, yeah, are, we, married. we are married. Okay, we are married. See, I did put a ring on that finger. <laughs> so uh, uh, we are married, and um, and the pastor asked us to come on board as interns. And you know what that meant? What that meant for us was to give it, to give up our jobs and become um, full time. Become full time <laughs> and just become students. We became students, and we did that for. We took turns. Of, we took turns of it because um, we still had a young child at that time. So I'll do the study, and the Paul will look after Te Pare, and then she'll do the study. And we'll we do tag this, team. We tag team. Yeah. Um, until finally, um, our son got old enough to go to school, and we celebrated. And then, Portal, you went on and you wanted to study, get a Bachelor yeah, of Music. so I've got my Bachelor's Degree in Music. And thanks to the coronavirus and the lockdown, I am now putting that into practice now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. So, so yeah. for seven years, we just uh, we just served the church as, as interns, as students, giving our best to God. And um, um, what's really interesting is that how we became pastors. We call ourselves the accidental pastors. Because <laughs> people ask, how do you become a pastor? What do you do? How did that happen? Um, and to be honest, for us, it was total, totally accidental. Totally accidental. And so it was kind of like, um, what as an intern, first year as an intern, um, a year later, um, our, our youth pastor at that time, he he resigned uh, for, for personal reasons. And I'm just an intern, right? And then I, <laughs> then I get this phone call from the pastor. And he rings me up and he goes, oh, Ants, are you there? And he goes, oh. then he tells me the news, breaks the news to me. And I'm like, I had no, I'm oh, oh, heartbroken that our youth pastor resigned. Then he asked, "Could you be the youth pastor?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, okay, I'll step. I'll, I'll see what I, I see where I can help." And so we became the youth pastors totally by accident, <laughs> only because the youth pastor resigned. Um, and then we had the associate pastor. The associate pastor resigned, and then we got asked to become the associate pastor. Um, and then what happened? Then then the senior pastor. Then years later, the senior pastor resigned, and then. We got asked well, to become the yeah. senior pastor. Senior pastors for four years now. Four, so we've been senior pastor for four years. Yeah. So we are we are uh, accidental pastors. And someone asked you, "How do you become a pastor?" Easy, don't give up, don't give up. You know, yeah. and it all just started with us just packing chairs away, setting them up. It's all about serving. Yeah, serving. So I guess yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah. We kind of sat around trying to figure out what our our vision would be, and we looked at our lives and. You know where we came from. We're trying to be as real as we can, just like this uh, live feed. Um, but we actually came up with three words. Eh? It was reach, serve. No, yeah, reach, love, serve. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So as we started formulating the vision, now we took yeah. over as a senior pastors. We're coming up with a with a vision statement for the church, and um, um, and so some of the things dear to our heart was um, we wanted to create a, a church service where the unchurched would love to attend. Yeah. Um, with you know, so if you're unchurched, you turn up to church and go, "Wow, this is this is not what I expected." And we really had a heart for the unchurched people to be connected. Yeah. So we said that's that's one thing. And the other part was that we really wanted people to be part of small groups, yeah. connect groups. Because the bigger we grew as a church, the smaller we had to get. Because we last thing you want to be is not known. We want we wanted people to yeah. be known. So that if you're away, someone will miss you. Because the bigger you get as a church, you can easily be 
be, be unknown. So we really wanted yeah. to make sure that you're connected because when you're connected in small groups, you find freedom. And the third part of our vision was we, we really wanted people to, um, to, to be released into their purpose. Um, we really saw a heart to, um, to plant other churches and things like that. But we really wanted people to be released into our purpose. And so, and that's how we came up with, um, we came up where we said, oh, look, you know, serves purpose and yeah. calling. Yeah. So we thought, oh, that's a word. We can use the word serves, serves. purpose and calling. And serves really uh, resonated with me in Portal because one of our things we used to always love saying is that uh, first, we will, first we will serve. But if the best way for us to serve is to lead, then we'll lead. And that's servant, servant leadership because really... There is no other leadership but servant leadership. Um, if you're in it because it's all about you and what you can gain from it, yeah. you shouldn't be a leader. Lead, leadership is about serving. That's what it's all about, servant leadership. Well, a leader that stops learning stops leading. That's and right. should stop leading. That's yeah. right. If you stop learning, you stop leading. Yeah. And, um, and so it's really, really important. Uh, because if you're, if, you're, if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. Mm. Um, and so serving was a big part of it. And we wanted to help people find their purpose, find their calling. So we had serves. So serves was there. With this word, and then we had love, love community, love community, love and people, love, love people, God, love, love people. God, love people, <laughs> and we wanted people to be connected in, in homes, and so, so that, and then small groups and love yeah. with people. So we had the word love, we had word serve. So we had all these words all over the place. Where this kind of mind you, we had, we had a couple that that uh, in our church who was with us, um, uh, Chris and Sarah Martinez, and so they helped us write these words out for us. So we had all these, so we had serves, we had all these other words. But uh, so we wrote, we wrote all these words on this kind of mind chart. And so the words that really spoke to us was reach. We wanted to reach people with the unchurch. We had serves and we had love. And they're, they're all like random words. We kind of circled it. And so we kind of stuck with like reach, serves, love. And that almost became our vision statement. But it didn't, it didn't quite fit. It felt like reach wasn't the word. Like I just felt, you know, reach isn't the word. It just seems, doesn't seem to, didn't quite resonate. Like, and so what we did, we did a, we did a, as you do, you do a Google search, right? <laughs> There's got to be other words out there. Other people will have said something. And uh, and one of our favorite churches in, in Australia is uh, is Glow Church. Yes, Pastor Joel. Pastor Joel, Joel Cave. And so we're in the Glow Church. And we had a look at their vision statement. Their vision, vision statement was real bold, real bold love. <laughs> but it's the real word that stuck out to yeah. me. Um, because the reason that stuck out to me is because that took us back to our youth days. And we had a um, um, long, time long time ago, <laughs> we had brought up a, um, this young couple as, as youth leaders, Alroy and Fetu Walker. Yeah. And so we said to Alroy, I want you to formulate your own, uh, your own uh, purpose statement. And he came up with three words, which was real, relevant, and recognize. Real, relevant, and recognize. And I loved it. I said, whoa, those are, but I love the word real. And so when I saw this plate on, on Glow Church, it took me back to Alroy. And I thought, this was it. And it was the word real. That God is real to all people. That He's authentic. He's real where you are right now. He's real in your home. He's re uh, He's He's real when you when you when you're on lockdown. He's real when you go to work. When you when you go to your place of education. He's real. He's not some distant person. And so that's how we came up with real love serves. And then and then so we had now we had real and we had serves or love with all. And then we said then we, then we said look that's it. Real love serves. And that really speaks. And we locked it down. We locked it down. <laughs> um, in fact, uh, there's a verse in the Bob which speaks. I'm going to ask my amazing wife to read it for us. It's found um, in John. John chapter 3, verse, oh, <laughs> verse 16. And, and this and says this. This is how we know what love is. John, 1 John 3.16. 1 John 3.16. This is how we know what love is. And in the, in the, in the uh, New Living Translation, it says this, this is real love. That's right. 
Okay, the word. This is real love. This is real love that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? And what it means here is like if you're praying for some, oh, you've got no food. Oh, look, let me pray for you. So God's saying, what do you mean pray for them? Why would you be praying for them when, you, when you've got food in your cupboard to help your brother or your sister? Oh, you've, you're cold. Oh, let me pray for you. Well, don't be praying for them. Go get a blanket. Go get a jacket. Give it to them. This is real love. Real love serves. So if anyone has a has material possession and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongues, but with actions and in truth. This is how we show love. We show love in actions and in truth. Real love serves. Real love serves. And, and this is how we came up with real love serves. That God is real in all situations of your life. Love community. Come on, you're designed to be in small group. You weren't meant to be isolated. Serves purpose and calling. You have a purpose. You have a calling upon your life. You weren't born just to eat your lunch, go home, go to sleep, wake up and do it all over again. Real love serves. And that's how we came up with real love serves. It was really God ordained. This is real love. 1 John 3.16. Not just that. I guess we were trying to um, let people, today we're trying to let people know as well that um, pastors are people too. You know, we, 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 that's right. Real, we go through things just like everybody else. I mean, we're at the moment, you know, uh, being real, so we have a granddaughter who's four years old, yeah. and she is fighting lymphoma cancer. So you know, we're just trying to be real that um, everybody's going through something. But the best way to do it is our hashtag is better together. Better so, together. Uh, you know, That's don't right. don't don't think that you're alone. Um, we've, we've got our prayer team on. You know, they're there right now. We've got. An online team that would love to answer your prayers and everything like that, questions that you have. Um, we'd love to say hi to everybody that's watching. Um, but yeah, we just today we just wanted to keep it as real as possible. Um, so real that our children are outside um, doing preschool with our grandson right now. So yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, here's, here's a picture of our family. This is uh, us and our children. <laughs> Um, if you can take a look at this, I think we've got it on there. Here we go. This oh, is and us grandkids. and our grand. This is us and our grandkids. So this is us and our grandkids, and they're in our extended family. Um, and so, and this is uh, this is a picture of just us and our and our children. Here we go. Can we get it? This is us and our seven children. And yes, uh, Paul, want to yeah. want to talk about our kids we've got on this shot. So we've got. Yeah, uh, no, we've got all the children there. Um, four kids on one. Four boys on one side. Oh yes, four boys and three girls. Uh, the yeah, that's right. Some. And then we got our, and the next shot is for with our grandkids, ah. uh, with our grandchildren, and um, and so there we have it. So we have four, seven children and four, four grandchildren. grandchildren. So, yeah. That's right. Um, and so Aria, so she's Aria's our, 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 our granddaughter that's going through fighting lymphoma yes. cancer. Yes. I'm gonna cry. So <laughs> yes. So she's fighting lymphoma cancer. Aria. So so um, our son Price. Spent, um, well, he's in lockdown with her in Stasha Hospital. So she's not so, alone. <laughs> so, she, so she's not alone. So there's just, so it's just him. He's got no other adult conversation, just the nurses. Um, so they celebrated her fourth birthday at Starship. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we just want to be honest that, you know, even though we're, we're pastors, but we're real, we, we do have our, we have concerns, we have worries. 
we, we are discouraged. We get discouraged like anybody else. Mm. Um, and we have feelings. We have feelings. We hurt. Yeah, we, we hurt. We do <laughs> we hurt. We laugh. Yeah. We're not invincible. Um, and we're in lockdown just like you. So that's why we come in live from our lounge to you at home. Um, so being pastors, it can be challenging because um, people always because people always looking for a rock to hold on to. Um, and sometimes you're it. Um, even when you feel, come on, you're trying to find your place to stay. Staying firm, um, people they can they love you one minute and they can hate you the next. So I I think like pastors are like you know parents, <laughs> just of a of a bigger and wider age range and congregation I guess yeah, but online right now we've got the world so <laughs> yeah so I want you to be praying for your pray, be praying for your family, be praying for your pastors. Um, be praying for your leaders. I mean, honestly, be praying for your government. Let's be praying for Jacinda Ardern. She's got a real tough job. She's, you know, this lockdown, um, there's a lot of pressure. You know, we can make a lot of comments about Jacinda Ardern, but, but you know, we, we, we say all these things, but we don't have the pressure, the weight of leadership on our shoulders when we make these things. Because when you've got the weight of leadership on your shoulders, because people make comments about leaders. Oh, you know, if I was a leader, I'll do something totally different. Mm-hmm. But we say things without the weight of leadership on you because when you've got the weight on leadership, it is not easy. So let's be praying for our government. Let's be praying for Jacinda Ardern. Or if you're listening in Australia, be praying for your Australia <laughs> Prime Minister or your American President or the <laughs> Japanese um, Prime Minister. I don't know what you have there yeah. uh, or wherever you are in the world. But be praying for your pastors. Yeah, but like um, for those parents that are stuck at home, you know, you're usually at work, but we're all on lockdown. We've got little kids and that. Um, if, if you've got some... some um, recommendations of how you're keeping them occupied in that uh, for us we've put up a gazebo outside in the front yard uh, where the kids are taking kids church right now with Rennie who's probably knocking on He's the door knocking right on now, our door right now. <laughs> locked him outside but he has his toys so when it rains he's still getting that fresh air outside and when it's sunny he's still got shade um so yeah, would love to know what you guys are doing so we can share it out there to the rest of the, the families that are out there. Mm-hmm. I know um, some people are taking their families for, for short walks or short drives. Um, be careful out there because the uh, police is on high alert. Um, remember your masks and stuff like that. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. for us, we're trying to keep ourselves sane by... Um, doing our, I don't know if you know about Zoom or Messenger um, video chats with our children and our grandchildren yes. that aren't with us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we do have our struggles. We've got our grandson. He's four. Oh, he's just turned five. Just turned he five. Is, he's got autism. Um, so his, it's a sister that's has um, cancer and um, in, in hospital. So yeah. we, we know what it's like having a child at home. We totally love Rennie. He's amazing. Yeah. He, he, I've learned so much about God. From Rennie, I really have. Different I, perspective. I, I honestly, it's, um, and we totally love him. And so we totally understand what the challenges are. If you're at home, you have kids, and you've got kids of special needs, uh, we totally get where you're at. And keep, yeah. I want to encourage you to keep leaning on God. Uh, he is your firm foundation. Yeah. we got teenagers as well and young adults. So, you know, we've got a few of those uh, those age range, I guess, here at home. So it's... Uh, you know, tug of war here and there, and um, beautiful yeah. screams every now and then. <laughs> In fact, we got our granddaughter Lila Tuteru. Uh, she says Morena. Hey, Lila, she's our granddaughter. She's our youngest granddaughter. And youngest and Anjung, thank you so much for your blessings. Um, I tell you what, you know, we we've we've got we're gonna close right now. 
And uh, we really can't close without mentioning yeah. the person who set us free, and that's Jesus. Yeah. You know, what, what should 16 years ago, what should have been the most devastating times, or could have been the most devastating times mm -hmm. of our lives, became the most blessed. And the only reason why I became the most blessed is because we encountered Jesus. And what, whatever you're going through, whatever challenges you have, um, I tell you what, you know, sometimes we, we, our greatest regrets, grits, our greatest regrets, our greatest challenges are quite often caused by the dumb decisions we make. Yeah. If we can hit the reset button and, and, and um, ch um, change it, we would, but we can't. But Jesus is the only one who can come into those places of your greatest regrets, your greatest sorrow, your greatest shame, and wipe the slate clean. Yeah. This is why God stepped into his creation. He he binded himself with humanity, with flesh, and he became Jesus. And that on the cross, that he died for for your sin, for my sin. Mm -hmm. He took away the, those those things, the condemnation, and he set us free. So if if you're listening here and you want to follow Jesus, if you want to if you want to if you want to follow him today, it'll be the best decision you make because Jesus is the only one who will get you out of your your your, your greatest troubles. So just follow him because he knows the way. He knows the way out. So if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I'm going to say a prayer mm. to help you. If you're ready to leave your life of sin, I encourage you. Jesus will set you free. Come as you are. That's right. Come as you are. We came as we were. You don't have to, you don't have to be Mr. Perfect or Mrs. Perfect right now. Yeah. Come as you are right now. Warts and all. Come with <laughs> your mess and follow Jesus. And you watch. God, Jesus loves you so much. He accepts you as you are. But he loves you too, too much to leave you the same. So if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, what I want you to do, I want you to click the bottom, click the click the the uh, raise your hand for Jesus yes. button. And reason why I want you to do this because uh, you know it's one thing for me to say this, but when you physically doing something, you're making a decision. It's your faith. It's make a decision. You you click the button. We've got a team that's going to be praying for you, praying for you. Just click the button. So I'm ready. I'm ready to follow Jesus. I'm making a decision to follow Him right now because He knows the way out. If you're worried, you're concerned, follow Jesus. Come on, he's changed our life. We're senior pastors. Who would have thought 16 years ago? I, I, you told me 16 years ago that we'll be senior pastors. I would say, you are so funny. You're yeah. a funny joker right now. But look, Jesus can change your life. So come on, I'm going to say a prayer. And if that's true, just pray this prayer in your heart. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I know I've done wrong. I, I know I've done things that have, that, have, that, have, that have broken your heart. But today, I thank you that you accept me. Today, I, I, I receive your forgiveness. And I want to follow you because you know the way out of my mess. It's, so right now I'm making a decision to follow you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.